Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. Are you ready to unlock the full potential and growth in your business? You've already crossed seven figures in sales, but the challenge is knowing how to take your business to the next level. Join Josh Hadley, an eight-figure e-com business owner and investor, as he interviews highly successful business owners. Get ready, because you're going to learn specific actions you can take today to help your business reach its full potential and leave a lasting impact on the world. Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hadley, where I interview the top business leaders in e-commerce. Past guests include Kevin King, Howard Tai, and Roland Frazier. Today, I'm speaking with Mina Elias, Amazon PPC expert and founder of the Trivian Group, an Amazon advertising agency. And today, we're going to be talking a lot about how important Amazon PPC ad strategies are in combination with your Amazon product detail page optimizations. This episode is brought to you by Ecom Breakthrough Consulting, where I help seven-figure companies grow to eight figures and beyond. Listen, Mina, I started my business back in 2015, and I grew it to an eight-figure brand in seven years. But I made a lot of mistakes along the way that made the path of getting to eight figures take a lot longer than it needed to. There were times where I had a lot of self-doubt as to whether I could actually lead a team or whether my brand could survive or whether we would have the cash flow to continue. I wish I would have had a guide along the way to help me overcome some of those stumbling blocks and make that path easier and faster for me. So to our listeners, those of you who are encountering those obstacles and stumbling blocks right now and want to know the next steps to take your business to the next level, then go to ecombreakthrough.com. That's ecom with two M's to learn more. And as a special bonus to my podcast listeners, this month I'm giving away one $10,000 comprehensive business strategy audit session at no cost. All you need to do is email me at josh at ecombreakthrough.com and in your subject line, say strategy audit, and then tell me why I should choose you and your business to work with for this month's audit. Before introducing today's guest, I want to give a big thank you to Chad Rubin and thank him for referring Mina as a guest for the podcast. Chad Rubin leads Prophecies Operation operations and oversees its strategy. He often speaks about e-commerce, Amazon, and leveraging AI strategies. He's also the author of the Amazon bestseller, Cheaper, Easier, and Direct. So go check out Chad Rubin's episode. Uh, he talked about uh, chat GPT and cool ways you could use it uh, in Amazon, for an Amazon seller as well. But today I'm super excited to introduce you all to Mina. Mina is a multiple seven-figure seller in the supplement industry. He's an investor, Amazon PPC expert, and the founder of the Trivian Group, an Amazon advertising agency. Mina excels at developing cutting-edge supplements for different target audiences and combines his passion for supplements, his background in chemical engineering and chemistry, and his expertise in PPC to crush the competition on Amazon. He has spoken on every major stage in the Amazon industry, consulted over 400 brands, consulted three aggregators worth 1.2 billion combined and has been on over 100 Amazon and e-commerce podcasts to share his knowledge and continues to be a leader innovating the Amazon advertising space. His goal is to change the way people perceive Amazon PPC and empower them to take back control and dominate their ads. So with that introduction, welcome to the show, Mina. Josh, thank you for having me. I'm excited, man. Uh, Mina, I'm super excited to have you because I've followed your stuff for quite a while. We've met multiple times and you share so much valuable content. 
And I know the topic that we're going to be talking about today is going to be super impactful to all of our listeners because the strategies we're going to be talking about are not beginner strategies. And it's not going to be the same kind of PPC song and dance that I think you hear preached on many stages. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's very unique that most sellers kind of have a different mindset or view of. So, Mina, why don't you kind of introduce us to this kind of new way of thinking in terms of what's working best in Amazon PPC and how that correlates with optimization strategies? Yeah, definitely. So uh, this all came about, uh, you know, obviously we've been optimizing uh, PPC for a while and I've been doing it, you know, across a lot of brands. And um, if you're like me, you you have at some point hit a wall at, with your ads and, and you're feeling like, OK, what's next? What's next? And and um, and then I was working with this freelancer, um, MMA Nutrition, like my supplement brand. I wanted to get it on D2C. It's not successful at all on DTC. I actually spent like 60, 80 grand trying to get it launched um, and it didn't work. You know, we weren't able to be profitable, but I learned so much along the way. And, and so this freelancer that I hired, um, I, I'm like, okay, cool. Like you have $5,000 a month to spend on Facebook ads, spend, you know, go ahead, spend it. No problem. If we get like a good return, we'll spend more. And um, I gave him a bunch of uh, resources, creative resources. I gave him, uh, uh, you know, one of my graphic designers to utilize. And I'm like, you know, go ahead, uh, do whatever you want. And so, uh, you know, he, he's like, let's meet once a week. And and I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I, I didn't really need to meet, but um, I'm like, let's meet. And so in the first meeting, he's like, okay, um, I built like a few landing pages. I want to run by you. And so he built these three different landing pages. And, and what he did was he went to my website and he used like a, you, you know, one of those like, um, you know, like a click funnel type like things. I, I don't know what it was called, like uh, unbounce or, or page fly, something like that. Um, but he started taking elements of my uh, D2C like site, my, my Shopify store, and he would combine it and he's like, okay, I put, you know, some reviews up here and then I put the product and then I put like some videos and testimonies and I put this stuff from your Instagram. And then he's like, the second version is I put your face and a quote from you and the third version. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, we can definitely try that. And he's like, okay, cool. He's like, on the creative side, um, you know, uh, audiences are going to be open, like uh, men and women, 16 to 65, whatever. And I'm going to have these three different images. One of them was like um, like a money image. It's like hydration for the cost of a quarter. And it was like the, the headline was about like, you know, it's a, a hydration, but it's like very affordable, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, I started thinking, I'm like, wow. So... This guy is basically driving traffic, and, but but it's the same as like, you know, Amazon PPC, but, but it's on Facebook. Um, but instead of just driving traffic to one thing, to one, one ad, he's driving traffic to different ads, different creatives with different headlines. And then they're going to landing pages and he's split testing these different landing pages. And once he finds a winner, he keeps like the winner and then he has more experiments for, for the win against the winner. And then, you know, landing page has more experiments on the landing page. And, I, and then I started thinking, I'm like, I've never looked at Amazon uh, advertising like that. So with Amazon advertising, I, I, you know, I was focused on, okay, we, we are launching campaigns, optimizing bids. If the ACOS is high, drop the bid. If the ACOS is low, you know, increase the bid, all this kind of stuff. But I never looked at it in this way. And this is how I look at it now as a funnel. I'm driving traffic. Um, I create campaigns and do all this stuff. And it, it brings me a certain number of impressions, uh, which is like, 
you know, just be, be, uh, my uh, listing is loading on the page. And then a certain number of those impressions convert into clicks or, and, and sessions uh, ultimately, which is dependent on my click-through rate. Now, obviously the click-through rate depends on the keyword at some point, like it, for an electrolyte powder, if I put electrolyte powder or like, uh, you know, hydration packets, maybe hydration, because I don't have packets, it's the click-through is gonna be low and, and the other one's gonna be high, but it's like a certain number of those uh, impressions are turning into clicks. And then the, the, what I noticed is there's a certain, there's a very limited number of factors that affect that. Like for the same traffic, you can have a higher or lower click-through rate and I'll, I'll cover the factors in a second. And then I noticed that a certain number of those clicks and sessions, uh, and, and you know, I also wanna put that distinction is clicks and sessions are different. Clicks are the number of times people clicked on your ads and then sessions are the unique Amazon accounts. So you could have, you know, Josh type in electrolyte powder, electrolyte supplement, uh, you know, and click on different ads and then click on the video ads, like sponsored products and the video ads. And that would like uh, be four clicks, but it would be the same person, Josh, you can only buy once. Um, and then a certain number of those sessions, those unique visitors turn into uh, conversions and that's based on the conversion rate. And so I'm like, okay, cool. Now I understand the funnel. I understand that I'm driving traffic at a certain cost, uh, you know, based on my, my current advertising. But if I left all my ads the same, for the same traffic, the same impressions, I can get more clicks and more sessions into the listing uh, with, and with the conversion rate being the same, I can get more sales if I improve my click-through rate. And so I'm like, okay, what are the factors that can improve my click-through rate? Which is, which is how he was thinking about uh, different copy and different creative. I'm like, okay, I can do multiple ads like, like um, you know, you can do on Facebook, but there's certain things that I can test, like my main image, uh, my price, my reviews, my star rating, uh, coupons, you know, any sort of deals and promotions, uh, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm fully in stock and it doesn't say like 13 units left in stock, any of that stuff and badges if possible. So badges a little bit out of control. I'm already stocked FBA. Um, so I started looking at, okay, what about image and, and, uh, price R reviews? All of us know, like, you know, we're actively working to get more reviews, but if you're like at a 4.2, then I, then I would take money and put it to, to get to a 4.3 versus, you know, let's optimize our PPC. Because if I go from a 4.2 to a 4.3, I know for, for my exact same uh, advertising efforts, I can get like two times more people to come into the listing. And, and, and it's happened to me before. And so then I'm like, okay, what about the conversion rate, you know, equally? So I understand the factors that affect the click-through rate. Conversion rate is the same, you know, the main image, but also the rest of the images in the video that's on the listing, the title, uh, price reviews, the bullet points, um, uh, coupons and promotions, um, virtual uh, bundles that push like uh, competitors down, which gives you a little bit more of a chance. Um, a plus content, um, like the other videos, like the ones that are by our normal people on the listing, uh, post uh, questions on the listing and images in the reviews, things like that. Like, you know, because people are actually reading those reviews. And once I identified that, I'm like, okay, perfect. Now I know what I can control on the ad side and I can send traffic to my listing and I can constantly try and optimize and, and bring as much traffic as possible at the lowest cost, you know, increase organic rank to drive more traffic to the listing, uh, you know, at a lower cost, but also 
I should put an equal amount of effort into optimizing my click-through rate and, and testing one factor at a time uh, of like the different things that affect it, like my main image, um, you know, my price. And then same thing with the conversion rate, different positions of the images, different images, different videos, uh, changing like, uh, you know, maybe adding more questions on the listing, all of these different things. And now it's like, you go from from looking at one thing at a time, and and now my teams work together. My, my uh, ads team and my brand team work together, at, like as a combination. And it's no longer like the 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 PPC team is like the PPC team. Like, hey, you got to do your job, PPC team. You got to be- get a better ACOS PPC team because for the same exact everything on the PPC side, you can have a three times better ACOS if you improve your click through rate and conversion rate by improving an image. You know what I mean? And so. That's how we're looking at things now. I love that. Mina, that is such a big mindset shift. And I love that you experienced that through trying to build, you know, kind of a, a D to C funnel, right? From Facebook ads and, and then relating it into Amazon. Here's the mindset shift that I had while you were talking about that. I actually think we could kind of emulate more of that, that funnel type marketing on Amazon with, in my opinion, you could do that with your headline search ads, right? So you could create just, you could do it single keyword campaigns for this too, right? And you swap out the creative for headline search ads, exact match campaigns. The beautiful thing about the HSA ads is they can go to your brand page, right? So they could go to a store page and guess what? You could then build out your store page to kind of emulate maybe the same principles that you would use for a funnel, right? If you're directing traffic from Facebook to a funnel, you could put reviews towards the top, a video that starts playing automatically um, and different features like that, which I think would be very interesting to test. And because you've already got people on Amazon that are really far down that funnel. And now you've got hyper relevant, if you're doing single keyword campaigns here, and you're talking about electrolyte packets, right? That's the keyword that you plaster everywhere, right? And your images are showcasing that and even the video. And again, if you've got some like two or three really strong keywords, it's like you could create 10 different variations of that same landing page and test out which one converts best. What are your thoughts on that, Mina? Do you, do you like that idea? Would that work? Yeah, so this is a great idea. And and I'll tell you, like, we've tested this on, it, it, like, I had a conversation with Stephen Pope. And he was telling me, like, he was explaining how the search query performance report works. And I'm like, you know, I waited, everyone like was raving about it. And I was like, I'm gonna wait until people figure out like, and then I, and then they, they can show me very quickly. And then I'll like expand on it. So he figured it out. And he was telling me he's like, you go into the search query performance report, and look at where you have a low, a high conversion share. So like it's, it's basically um, like a impression share and then click share and then add to cart share and conversion share. And it tells you like, you know, you versus your competition, how much percent uh, are you getting like the conversion or the click or whatever. So he's like, when you have a high conversion share, uh, but a low impression share, that means that you know, of the people that come into the listing uh, from that keyword, a, a large amount of them converts for that keyword. And so I'm like, hmm, interesting. Um, so he's like, when you have a low impression share for a keyword that you have a high conversion share, that just means that you have to show it to more people so more people can come in because you know that when they do come in, they convert. I'm like, got it, understood. So then I'm like, okay, what can I do 
uh, yeah, I can launch more, you know, uh, campaigns like exact or whatever. I can increase the bids if I already targeting it, which is usually the, you know, what's happening. Um, but I'm like, what if we did this? And I would take my existing headline search ad and then I would, you can't put text on the, on the ad, right? They, they right. block it, but you can put text on the packaging. And so I would make my, my package have that text. Like if it was like sugar-free electrolyte, then, then I yeah. would have like a bottle and I would, it would actually, my bottle wouldn't look like that, but I would put yeah. sugar-free in big text and, and I'm Photoshopping like, it. Yeah. Yep. Photo, I would totally Photoshop it. And we started noticing our impression share going up. And I'm like, that, that was like, uh, you know, it was right. And, and he, he had caught on to that very early. So we started doing that with headline search ads. Obviously, you know, everyone knows headline search ads don't make that much of an impact. So we did see a small lift and we were able to like capture, you know, some, some decent demand, but it wasn't like, don't think that it's going to like, uh, you know, quadruple your, your business or anything like that, but it was pretty cool. So we tried some stuff like that. Um, but it, it really like, this whole kind of thought process just got me thinking like the same amount of effort that I'm putting in PPC, I should put into, into uh, click through rate and into conversion rate optimization. And so now it, it, like the way we operate our PPC is, is in two modes. We're either scaling the PPC or we're optimizing for profit. So when we're scaling the PPC, the spend is transient. And so we're, we don't want to change other things because like, you know, you don't know what's going to cause what, but then when we hit that max, I'm like, okay, we're spending a thousand dollars a day, guys, let's go to $1,300 a day. So there will be a, 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 like a period where we're climbing. And then there's going to be a period where we re reach that 1500 a day. And then after like a few days, because the team will sometimes want to like change a few things. I'm like, okay, hold it for two weeks. And we hold that higher spend because, you know, it's going to generate higher amount, amounts of revenue, but also the organic rank is going up for those keywords that we're spending more on or, or those newly launched campaigns. And in that time, I tell, I tell the, the um, you know, the brand team, I'm like, what are the experiments that we're going to try for, for the main image? Uh, and then they're trying, you know, they're like, okay, we have this, this um, you know, experiment that we took competitors, uh, you know, main, main images, and we put our main image, and then we got feedback, and we're like, okay, people really seem to care about the value, and so we added, like, you know, something in the listing that shows the value, like that it's like a more affordable product, and, and we iterated, and it seemed like it won, and so we'll test that, so it's almost like we don't miss a beat where, okay, we're scaling the ads, we scale it, and then we, we hold, and then we don't make any more changes to the ads. And then we implement uh, like something that might impact click through rate and conversion rate. And then we're like, okay, cool. You know, this, this new creative is the winner. Now we want to optimize the ads. Don't change anything in the listing. Then we optimize the ads. Then it's like, okay, cool. Can we increase our conversion rate by increasing the price or decreasing the price by a few dollars? Let's test that. Then we test that. And, and so, there's whenever, uh, you know, the, the ad spend is flat because, you know, when you're scaling, when you hit that high point, you want to hold it for a while to see like, you know, what's going to happen to the revenue after that, you know, new higher spend. And then when you optimize for profit, obviously, like if you just reach the new higher profit amount, like you were at $800 in profit, now you're at $1,200 in profit a day. You're like, okay, let's hold it for a couple of weeks so we can reap the profits, not like, you know, so we hold it for a couple of weeks and I'm like, this is the perfect time to test something different, you know, and, and hopefully like, you know, it Im Im improves the profits and doesn't hurt the profits, but that's now yeah. how our teams are like working together. I love that. So Mina, I think the one important thing that we need to call out is that you mentioned this, 
but you're only testing one thing at a time so that you can draw a direct correlation to I did this and this was the outcome. Because if you're mixing multiple variables, that's where you're going to take a step back and be like, well, was it the main image? But we also added a coupon and then we decreased our price by a dollar. So now I'm not sure exactly what happened. Um, Mina, I'm curious to learn from you. You've done so many optimizations up until this point. Main images, you've done price tests, you've done coupons, you've done A-plus content. Of all the things that you have tested through the data, what which of those variables or levers for optimization have been the most impactful as it relates to increasing conversion rate? It's main image. It's always main image. Main image has been the number one. Price has been number two. And then everything, everything else, like those are the ones that if you're like, hey, I want to leave this this uh, uh, podcast and I want to do one thing, I would say go to pick full product opinion. Um, those are the two softwares that we can like get feedback from people. Take your main image, take your competitors main images, put it in and say, if I'm if you are buying an electrolyte supplement, which one would you pick and why? Get the feedback and then. Take the feedback, you know, if you don't have a good uh, creative person, you can find a creative person on LinkedIn or Upwork that will do the work on the side and just have them create some uh, creative briefs for your graphic designer to, you know, to like optimize. And then once they have, you know, the new creative briefs, give it to a graphic designer, have them create like a bunch of different experiments, test all of that stuff. If you win, um, you know, against those original competitors, test a few other competitors and, 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 you know, usually I like to take the main competitors from my main keywords or, or the keywords that I like really care about winning the search for. And then, you know, once you have those images, you're like, okay, it's time to test. A lot of people uh, mention using manage my experiments on Amazon. Um, I just want to uh, like uh, call one thing out that has happened to me where we have ran some experiments, uh, manage my experiments on Amazon said that, that the new version of the image is not a better, you know, has a lower click-through rate or lower purchases, whatever. And I refuse to believe it. And I implemented the new image and we are at your cook, our actual click-through rate and revenue and all of that conversion rate went up. So take, you know, manage my experiments with a grain of salt. And as someone who likes to move fast and doesn't want to wait like uh, three months, I'm down for just like, let's put, let's put the main image, let's put the new main image in and, and let's see how it actually performs you know, in reality and, and, um, you know, not wait for Amazon's AB test, which could be inaccurate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great input. Is there a typical length of time that you want to run these experiments for? Is it a week, two weeks, three weeks? I think two weeks is a sweet spot. Uh, Like one thing with any experiment and any, anything like that, that's on Amazon, you're, um, like your revenue and your spend and your, your impressions per day makes a huge difference. So if you're a product that's spending, you know, a hundred dollars a day on ads versus a thousand, you're going to know, you're going to feel the impact of a new image on Kutler and conversion rate, you know, 10 times faster when you're spending a thousand. So, you know, there's no really blanket. Two weeks should be plenty unless you're spending like a, a very small amount of money. Uh, every day, two weeks should be plenty for you to know if the new image is better. I usually wait a week. And, and um, what we do is we look at like, what was the click through rate for the last um, two, like the last week or two weeks before that? What's the average? 
or you know since the image has been there and and obviously like at a, at a stable um stable like ad spend right if the ad spend is going up then maybe we targeted some keywords where the click-through rate's been going down but based on a, a flat ad spend what is the click-through rate and then i look at what is the click-through rate now with the new image and i you know try and find some sort of statistical significance um based on like the average and the standard deviation and if the average plus the standard deviation uh like is higher on the second one i'll you know it's it's worth it if they're end up being very very close uh then i i don't know if it's like worth it and again like click through rate the thing about it is it's it's like 0 0.3 0 0.25 0 0.42 like yeah very small percentage points because it's millions of impressions so it's also like very sensitive um you know so usually i think one week is is plenty for me i like that I mean, I'm also curious. I mean, you, you're talking about statistical analysis now, right? And not many Amazon sellers are known for their statistical analysis skills. Um, where, like, are you doing all of this in just, uh, you know, spreadsheets or Google yeah. Sheets? Or are you, do you have a software that's helping, you know, run these numbers and statistically prove that this was a, you know, conclusive test? Yes, swap it out. No, we, we, we don't have any software. This is all standard, uh, you know, I, I mean, this is all like Google Sheets and stuff like that. We do have a software that, but all that software does is analytics software, and it shows us our PPC spend, our PPC sales, our total sales, sessions, cost per session, click rate, conversion rate, cost per click, and profit day by day across all of our different products. So having that view is really useful because you're no longer looking, um, you know, I was just talking to someone earlier and, and um, they, they use like a PVC software and stuff like that. And, and I'm like, show me how you're looking at things. And they're like really looking at like trends of conversion and trends of impressions. And I'm like, it's so hard for you to, you know, make a decision based on like looking, looking at the data like that. So I think that's where our, our analytics software helps a lot is we can see the week on week changes and I can see, okay, <clears throat> The ad spend changed, like increased by 10%. What happened to my sessions? What happened to my cost per session? What happened to my click-through rate? Or my PVC spend was same week over week. I changed my main image. What happened to my click-through rate week over week? Uh, or like, okay, here's all of the click-through rates, document them. Here's all the sessions, document them. And then go look at like the, the on you know, Google Sheets. Just do equals average and equals STDEV, which is standard deviation. And then it mm. gives you what the average and standard deviation is. I love that. What uh, software tool are you using to gather that data at a baseline, right, on a daily yeah, basis? That's my real profit. So we did we did custom development. Uh, so if if you want if you want to see our exact uh, analytics, it, you know you can do it through us. Uh, they can't sell it to you. It's because uh, it's IP. Uh, but my real profit is amazing, and 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 you know because of our size, like you know we have a hundred and thirty something brands. So we decided to just custom develop everything that is like uh, the most streamlined for us to be able to like see the data and very quickly take action. Yeah. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. I love that. All right, Mina, we've got just a few minutes left, but I w because you've statistically seen that the main image and price are your biggest needle movers for conversion rate. I'm curious if you can give us just some quick tips in terms of what type of images have you seen performing uh, better than others? And is there kind of a general rule of thumb that you could point towards although it may be kind of product specific, but any general rules of thumb yeah. of what continues to win? 
Yeah. Uh, okay. I also want to say, like, I, I know I talked about the biggest need, needle movers uh, reviews. If you go from a four star to four and a half star, that's a massive needle mover too. Um, you know, obviously, if you're going from like three hundred to five hundred to seven hundred review, it's like a slow burn. But if you go from like your your three thousand reviews four star to four and a half star, that will have a huge impact. Um, okay, things that I've noticed work really well in the main image is. If you can, if you can sell like the value propositions right in the main image. So sometimes like you look at a supplement, you know, uh, like an electrolyte supplement and you're like, okay, what makes this unique? What makes this better than everything else? And then you have this other one that says zero sugar, uh, keto friendly, a uh, hundred servings, you know, and it's like, whatever, you know, in your face or like delicious, you know, you have the fruits and all that stuff. So you're kind of communicating why this product is better than everyone else right there in the main image. Um, you know, like uh, there was like a pots, a pots and pans one. And it was like the size of it was right there in the main image, even though it wasn't actually on the pan, like measure, like, you know, it says 54 on the pan, whatever. Um, it, like that wasn't really in the pan, but you can see the size, you can see the nonstick, you can see the, like the, the omelet, like flying very smoothly out of the, the pan. So, you, mm. In two seconds, you visualize that this is like a very, you know, attractive pan for me because it's super nonstick. It's this, it's that, like all in one image. That's where we've seen like the, the biggest, you know, impact is if you can, it, like if it, when I ask you, like you tell me, hey, Mina, can you buy my product? I'll say, what, what makes your product better than everyone else? And you're like, well, this thing and this thing and this thing. If you can showcase those things in the main image, I think that's what, what causes um, images to win. I love that. I love that. All right. Now, following up on the price aspect, what have you seen in regards to price? Is it just lower, lower price always increases conversion? Or have you seen the opposite where you could actually increase price, not lose conversion or conversion rate actually increases? What's been your analysis on price testing? Yeah. So we've seen it go in both ways. So we've seen like Drop the price, increase conversion rate, drop the price, decrease conversion rate, increase the price, decrease, you know what I mean? And so the conclusion that I have is, is test, test. And, and obviously Chad uh, with Prophecy, Chad Rubin is doing that, uh, you know, on a massive scale through AI. We actually are uh, starting to use him for MMA nutrition. But I think that at the end of the day, uh, like there's no consistency uh, that I've seen across brands. So I would test. Uh, you know, be, uh, and, and, um, I think I was just talking to a friend and they launched a, like a competitor to a very famous protein powder. That protein powder was $60 and there was a low end protein powder, $28. So they came in at, you know, 20, 27 or something like that, like very close to the low end, but not the high end. And they were the exact same, like type of product, same ingredients and everything. And that product didn't do well at all. So mm. it, you know, it, it's really hard like to, to re know what the market's going to do because they might be like, yeah, I don't want to buy a $28, uh, you know, meal replacement protein powder. I want the $55 one because that makes me feel like this is going to have like good ingredients. There's no way it's organic and healthy. If it's only $28, something like that, you know, and because yeah. it's so hard to tell, I would just test and get the data. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I love that. Well, Mina, this has been a super valuable conversation. I hope that our listeners have had some mindset shifts because I know I have. Uh, but before we leave our audience, I'd love to leave the guests with kind of three actionable takeaways for our listeners. And 
Here are the three takeaways that I noted, Mina. Let me know if you think I'm missing something here. But first and foremost, you need to stop seeing PPC as just a PPC strategy and siloing your focus on PPC. Like Mina talked about, you need to kind of change your mindset and see that PPC is just as important as your product optimization, and they go hand in hand. You can't have PPC doing whatever it wants without talking to the product optimization team, because when you look at your data to try to conclude, was that worth it? Did I drive? Did I move the needle? You won't know the answer if the PPC team is not on the same page. So that's takeaway number one. Integrate your PPC with your product optimization. Takeaway number two is start dialing in just what you said, Mina, your main image. That's your first easiest low-hanging fruit in testing that. So go look at some of the best case studies there or some of the best competitors in your product category and even go experiment. Look and see what's ranking on Google images, right? And Google shopping, what's ranking on Etsy. Get different ideas that you could bring to the market. Go test them out on PicFu and many of the different poll services. But what I love is that you had mentioned in your main image, try to showcase what are your three differentiating factors or whatever it may be that why should I buy your product over the rest? And can you convey that in that main image? And it can be TOS compliant if you kind of Photoshop what your product packaging is, right? So there are so many creative strategies you could test there. And then third, last but not least, I think it's paying attention to your price and always testing. I am been very surprised with the number of sellers that have only continued to decrease their prices when they see that they're losing market share. And what's happening now is many people are losing their shorts with margin because Amazon has increased their fulfillment fees and sellers are getting worried if they see year over year declines in their numbers, they start lowering the price without actually doing a test and determining is that increasing or decreasing my conversion rate? And so if you don't pay attention to that, you're only going to kind of damage your business and your profit margin at the end of the day. So test, test, test. It's kind of the name of the game there. Mina, is there anything else you would add? That's perfect, man. That That is really, that sums it up perfectly. It's you know, having that centralized dashboard that shows all of your analytics and, and stop separating PPC and, and um, you know, and conversion or, you know, or con, you know conversion rate, uh, it's it's all connected. It's like they're literally like, you know, married and, and um, you know, the, the mom is the ads, the dad is the conversion rate and the, the child is the, the sales, you know, and so uh -huh. it's it really they are they are really connected and, and you can't, you know, stop blaming PPC or stop always looking at PPC without, uh, you know, looking at you know, the, the conversion, um, you know, KPIs, which is cooked in a conversion rate and seeing it. It could be that that week, uh, you know, there's some sort of seasonality happening and conversion rate is down. And that's why your PPC is not working and not that it is just like, oh, maybe something's wrong with the PPC. Uh, and then everything else you summarized is that the, the main image, the price, always testing um, and, and, you know, constantly have like the next test ready, the next test ready. Um, and one thing at a time, always one thing at a time. I love it. Great summary. Now, Mina, I've got to ask you our three final questions here. Number one, what's been the most influential book that you've read and why? Uh, I think it's who, not how. And, and um, you know, as a, an engineer and someone who's 
their whole life learned how to do things and how and how and how. And I've become really good at doing a lot of things. I started realizing more and more that the answer is always who and not how. And it's not like, how can I do this or how can I, you know, do that? It's more like, who is the best person that I can hire that can do this? Or who's the best person that can teach me this? Or who's the best person I can learn from? And, and um, you know, it's just been one of the biggest, again, mindset shifts uh, that I've had is when, I, and, and the, I think I've had this mindset shift late because I'm not one of those um, entrepreneurs that is not smart, uh, it, you know, like textbook smart or whatever, and can figure things out. And so it's like, okay, who can help me? Uh, I, I'm able to figure, you know, so many things out. And and that was my biggest, um, like Achilles heel, which is it always held me back because I'm like, oh, I can figure this out on my own, or I can figure this out I, and I can do it myself versus it just immediately saying, I have no time to figure this out. Who is the right person for this? Who can I, uh, you know, get in that seat ASAP? I completely agree with everything you just said. Uh, Mina, next question. What has been a your favorite productivity tool or new software tool that you've recently discovered that you think is going to be a game changer? I mean, I don't think this is a new thing, but uh, Monday.com has been a game changer for us. We use Monday uh, for project management, task management. It's really nice, clean, easy uh, like to see everything it's color coded. There's a lot of automation. So when you, when you finish something, you know, can go to somewhere else, it connects with Zapier. So it can like send you email updates and this and that. And so for me, that's, uh, you know, we were trying to make ClickUp work, uh, as like, you know, project management uh, and task management and documenting all of our process in like a company wiki, basically. Then we tried notion. Then I realized that it, it was so much easier to have, Monday for project and task management only, and then Notion as a company wiki. I love it. I love it. All right, last question here. Who is somebody that you admire or respect the most in the e-commerce space that other people should be paying attention to and why? I mean, um, so not not really in the e-commerce space, but I love Grant Cardone. And I think, I think Grant mm. Cardone... Uh, is someone, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people talk shit about like, uh, you know, what he's selling and this and that and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, um, what he's doing and how he's doing it, he's created a, a way for him to essentially, uh, you know, uh, make money in any way he, he wants. And uh, when him and, and Frank Kern created an advertising agency, they were able to go from zero to a million a month in revenue within in six months or less. And, um, you know, that just speaks to like the ability, like what he's doing and, and his social presence and the ability to make money. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that he offered a, a great service or didn't offer a great service, but I think he there's a lot of things, you know, I can learn from from Grant and how he's doing what he's doing and how he's positioning himself. He also has a very, very, very strong mindset. Uh, and it's, yeah. you know, I read the book, Be Obsessed and Be Average, and now it's mandatory for everyone on my team to read that book when they join the mm, company. I love it. Those are some great anecdotes. I love it. Well, Mina, I know this has been super valuable. Thank you for your time. If people want to learn more about you and your advertising agency, where can people reach out to you, learn more about you? And I know you're also giving out a free audit to our listeners as well. So tell people where they could learn more about this. 
Yeah, so the free audit, uh, if you just go to triviumco.com, that's T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com, just get a free audit. And basically, well, someone on the team will go into your, your account and will go through everything like, you know, your portfolios, your campaign names, the different ad groups, the keywords, r- organic ranking, everything, and give recommendations on how everything can be improved and why why we recommend that stuff. And then um, my Instagram is at the Mina Elias and my uh, LinkedIn is Mina Elias. So feel free to message me there. Any questions that you guys have, if you listen to this podcast and, and have questions on how to do anything we talked about, feel free to, to reach out. Awesome. Mina, thanks again for your time. Thank you for having me, Josh. Thank you for listening. Visit ecombreakthrough.com for more information. If you've enjoyed today's episode, the best way you can show your appreciation is by clicking the subscribe button and quickly leaving a review. See you again next time.